Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy quarantine Friday for those who are in quarantine. Um, my name is Andrew Augustiniak. If you've never tuned into my podcast, um, welcome. Welcome to an episode that we should have a lot of viewership because a lot of people are at home, um, which is also an unfortunate thing, but hopefully um, we'll make the most of it. Yeah, we'll make the most of it. And with time, this will all blow over. But um, if you've never tuned in, so today is an exciting show. Today is a show um, where that we, we I've rebranded. So uh, for the past couple of years, the podcast has, has been named How I Built It because my whole business has built uh, has been built around networking and, and others. And in that journey, I've learned about every single person's story that I've worked with. And when I go out to coffee meetings, I learn about individuals and, and, and half the time when I, when I tell people I'm, you know, I'm meeting with a potential new uh, referral partner or business partner, whatever that is, I don't even care about what they're presenting or what we're talking about. I care more about their journey and the story because like it get, it allows me to get to know them. So for the past two years, it was all based around how I built it. But what I noticed is as I started doing the show and, and the, the guests started progressing and I, I've had more professional athletes, I've had pastors, I've had, uh, I've had the creator of Bad Birdie Golf, which is my, my favorite uh, clothing company for golf, come on. And the guests have evolved. And in that, what I found is that it's not even just about the journey, it's more about the why. And and I always brainstorm with my really good friend and partner, Cameron Howell, who, who I'll introduce to you in just a second, because he is the first guest of the rebranded show, but I was kicking around some ideas and 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 the, the term why came up. And, and that's what a lot of the stories of individuals ended up being was, you know, yes, they, they tell me about their story and their business and their life and their journey, but then what was interesting is is why they kept doing it and what was their motivation for doing it. And the reality is, is if you don't have a why in whatever you do in life, if you don't have a why in your business and your family and your marriage and your kids and, and anything that may be, then why are you doing it? And usually the individuals who don't have a why and they don't have a reason for doing what they're doing are the ones who never get to the destination of where they want to go. So I got to give Cameron credit because we were brainstorming. He goes fueled by why. And that just like stuck out to me and nothing else did for a couple weeks. I was texting um, my good friend, Josh and Farai, my production. And, and, and once Cameron said fueled by why I was like, yeah, like we talk about all that time. We talk about why, why putt tech, what is the, the mission behind putt tech? And you're going to learn about that in a second. But it's all about why. So starting today, the, the show is now rebranded to Fueled by Why because it's not just about entrepreneurs on their story. It's about anybody in life on a, on a, on a journey and understanding their why. Because again, if you, are, if you don't have a why in your life, you need to find a why um, because your life will be better if you have a why. If you don't have a why, then you're just kind of going aimlessly without an, a destination in sight. So um, hopefully this show moving forward and it's on apple if you if you can't watch live on facebook and and once life gets back to normal uh you listen passively like i do to all my podcasts um it is on apple so make sure to subscribe on your apple uh, phones and if you have somebody who's on a journey as well in life who have has a very interesting why make sure to, to send them my way and it's been, been interesting i had john weeks he's the the Houston Texans long snapper, he already thought of a couple people who need to get on the show. So it, it, the guests are, are all from, from other individuals who know of other individuals who have it just an interesting journey. And hopefully in turn, we can motivate others to find their why and motivate them to, to take risks in life and, and find ultimately happiness. Cause that's really what this is all about. Um, so that's the premise of, of this. Make sure to subscribe to on your Apple phones. Make sure to, to share this. If you can Elias Rodriguez, I see you're watching. You should be sharing this on your page because, <laughs> because I'm telling you to, um, but other than that, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. So these sponsors have been with us for a while. Uh, first we have, Seth Banda from Empire West Title. Seth Banda. Seth Banda. Oh, Banda. Banda, who lives in Cameron's neighborhood. He does now, yeah. 
Bond. Good friend. I am terrible for not saying. It's okay. He'll appreciate that. He has never said my name right. Maybe. Then we have um, a button from Insurance Professionals of Arizona. If anybody needs any insurance, make sure to give Abe a call. Abe is awesome. When anything comes in the mail, and I don't know what the answer is, uh, insurance related, I take a picture, I text it to Abe, and Abe says, I'll take care of it. And that's the kind of insurance agent you want on your side, not an 800 number. And then last but not least, we have Platinum Home Warranty, which is my sister, Yvonne Hunter. Uh, if you didn't know, your home warranties expire every year. And if yours expires before the summer and your, summer and your AC uh, bust, then hopefully you have platinum warranty. So make sure to give them a call. Tell them your, uh, her Yvonne's brother sent you. She'll probably give you a discount. Don't know if she will, but she should now because I'm saying it on air. And then last but not least, uh, this show is brought to you by the Augustiniac team at People's Mortgage. Uh, for any home loans, purchase refis, whatever that may be. Um, the market's crazy right now. Uh, what people don't realize is media is usually behind it. Interest rates were amazingly low last week. They've been on a complete roller coaster. You really only hear when the interest rates go down, but they, you, you don't realize that interest rates also go up at the same time. Um, so they're on a roller coaster. It's been a bad couple days. Um, but if you need any help with anything home loan related, make sure to reach out. Thank you, Lister Pro Studio, for produ producing the show. But all right, we're gonna get to the, to the main guest. Um, my good friend, I've known Cameron for since I was a teenager. He beat me in a playoff. Uh, I always talk about it because I will never forget the snap hook left in our playoff <laughs> at the Stan Santan Valley Amateur. Um, but Cameron, Cameron, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good the, to be here. So, Always good to be here. So Cameron is the first guest, and I wanted to have Cameron on because uh, Cameron understands it, and obviously he had a part in the new name of the show, but Cameron is the creator of Putt Tech. Putt Tech, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I post all about it. Um, I'm constantly showing the different works of art. I call it works of art because it really is. Thank you. Um, and I met, I, I, I discovered Putt Tech back about three and a half years ago. Maybe, yeah, three and a half years ago mm -hmm. when I saw on Facebook and I reached out to this and I'm like, what is this? And it, I think that post was like looking for, like you were looking for some like developmental jobs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we are just looking for a few to do. Yeah, we'd few. only done a couple, I think at that point. And I reached out and Cameron responded. I'm like, Cam, this is you? And he's like, yeah. And this is where the story starts. So so let's, for the people who don't know the story of Putt Tech, let's rewind it. And if you don't know what Putt Tech is, pull up your phone really quick and go to Instagram and, or Facebook and see what Putt Tech is because it's it's something completely different. But let's rewind and see like where, where did Putt Tech come from? Why did you get there and We'll go from there. All right. Yeah. Well, it was one of those companies that was never intended to be a company. There was no intent behind it, which I think some of the best companies come that way. So I was doing tax strategies and employee benefits, things that were good financially, but not that exciting. Nothing that was in my heart. Okay. And, and so we'd moved into a new neighborhood and I told my wife, I'm like, I really want a putting course. And I thought I wanted a miniature golf course. Like that's what I thought I wanted. And so we also wanted a baseball field. So we built a little little league baseball field in the backstop and the dugout. And this putting course was designed to go going to go around it. And so I poured the first two holes of concrete and I, and I spent all the time and I got everything right. I laid down my own carpet. I, I it was perfect. And I remember putting it a couple times and, and I looked at my wife and then I turned around and I hit it left-handed. Then I hit it between my legs with my eyes closed and all the balls ended up right next to each other. Yeah. And she's like, oh, do you love this? And, and I was like, I hate this. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean? You just spent all this time and, and this money. And I'm like, I know, I, I know, but I'm not doing seven more holes like this. It's terrible. This is the reason I don't like miniature golf is because every time I ricochet it, ricochets around and it ends up by the hole and I make a two every time. And so there was this dilemma going on of like, do we just blow it up? Do we just rip out the concrete? What do we do? And the story goes and it's true is I, I, one of those nights, maybe that night, maybe the next night we were having our, our prayer together and um, finished the prayer with an amen. Right. And all of a sudden she looks up at me and she goes, Hey, you love Augusta national. You love the masters. I'm like, yeah. She goes, you should build amen corner in the back corner of our yard. But this is only with 
a couple holes, the first nothing. Right? I never even thought of that. I mean, I never even thought about replicating holes or anything. And all of a sudden, my mind started opening up. I could see a bridge. I could see blue turf. And I don't even know if there was blue turf. I just knew I wanted it. Yeah. So I'd never seen it. But all of a sudden, the next morning, I was up before the sun, and I was digging. And I started digging, and and I built a rough version of this back corner. And I thought, in my mind, I thought, people are putting in putting greens. So there's turf out there that's good. Yeah. What if I got longer grass? What if I got two different colors and put them as a fairway and a green? I just started thinking of all this. And I could visualize, like I could see the back corner. And then I figured out how to do the other holes to kind of bring it all together and create a nine-hole course. I saw a leaderboard. We built one. You know, we just did all of that. And, and when I got done, we opened it up for everybody to come and play. And like 100 people showed up on Masters Weekend. And everyone played. And they would play again. They, they wanted to play again. And I thought, this is so different than mini golf. Because every time, if you and I go play mini golf, we're going to play 9 or 18. And then we're going to go get ice cream. Yes. We're done. Um, we may not even make it that far. But if you come to my backyard, you know how it is. We stay there for five hours. And when I go to your backyard, we stay there for five hours. And so uh, there was something different there. And, and I think my neighbors caught on and they said, hey, come build me one. I don't want to copy you, but I, I want to do it. And but did, in the first that's one, where it came so, from. So the first one, and I remember I remember when, when that became like the talk of the town in the golf world because you had a Duke yeah, yeah. Who's, Duke. who's big and and you know, everybody was like, hey, did you see that that course of camera? But how long, like, you built the first two holes, and obviously those were concrete. Like, when did you, how did you start making the adjustments? Because if people, what people don't don't know is, is like, these these putting courses are, are built with quarter minus, which mm -hmm. is- Crushed granite. Yeah, crushed granite, which it drains, but it's, it's, it's compact. Yeah. But your first two are concrete. They so are. like, what happened in the adjustment from concrete to, all right, no, we gotta do something else. I didn't know what to do, so I did the seven holes and I did them perfect. And then I came back and dealt with the other two. And I mm -hmm. thought, oh, I'll blow it up, rip it up. But one of them went around the backside of my backstop. And so I kind of needed that concrete there. Well, I ended up just putting quarter minus on top of the concrete and just packed it in. Yeah. So I could still create some shapes without, um, it doesn't drain. So that there's a, there's a negative there, but yeah. now I know you know, what it's like if you just want to put a course on top of concrete, it's not going to drain very well. How long did the first one take? First course? Yeah. About a month. And it was just from you experimenting and changing things constantly and going yeah. from there. So then, so you're right. So then you have all these people at your house and all of a sudden the natural hype starts changing, right? Like people, people start telling you stuff, but you're still doing your other business. Yeah. So then what, what changes in your, in your mind and it, was there a, a certain conversation with somebody that changed? Was it your wife? Like, this is, I guess, where the why comes into. Like, where this is the the seed that yeah, that is. starts getting planted. Like, what what went from there? It, it happened gradually, in that people would ask if I would do it for them, and I would tell them, "No, it's really hard. Like, it's super. It was a lot of work. Yeah. It was." But then there 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 was that light bulb moment where I had where I thought if somebody would pay for this, I could do this every day. Because if you could ask my wife, and, and I felt it too, I had never been as happy as I was. I had never been that excited about anything. Yeah. And usually I'm like a theme park guy. Like if I go to a theme park, I'm all excited. That, but it was every day. And I'm out digging with a shovel and raking, you know, and packing on my knees and helping my crew put this all together. Can we take and and I never had so much fun. Can we take a quick moment for my wife See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. When I go outside and just spray different things on the ground, it's because of the pure excitement, Brittany. And this is your this, this is, is the it. reason. This is the pure excitement of spraying. Because Brittany goes, why are you spraying now? They still got to dig out the pool and all that stuff. And I was like, I just want to see it. Like, yeah. I want to see it on You're the ground. You're a visualizer. Thank you. You can, you can ask Lori. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of paint in just our own backyard, and we haven't built anything on it yet. Yes. We've, we've drawn out pools with lazy rivers we've dropped we have so much fun just with paint yeah and i always say just make your mistakes with paint yeah don't make your mistakes in like i did pour concrete and re realize like ah, what a mistake yeah but i learned from it i adjusted from it and, and it worked and um you know my wife's she's brilliant from an inspiration standpoint and from a creative and design i mean we have a london double-decker bus in our front room for yes. a reason just because she's she sees those kind of things too and she lets me do it you know, when, when we come up with an idea together, she's like, yeah, let's do it. So I'm grateful that she was kind of the, 
the mastermind behind Puttech in a way where, I mean, she knew I would do the work, but it was her idea of like, let's make something really themed out and yeah. make it cool. And we did. And, and then from there, I realized, hey, this is something I absolutely love to do. I threw a number at like a neighbor once and, and they're like, I'd pay that in a heartbeat to put in a putting course like this. And so. But you still have, at that point, you still hadn't thought about doing it as a business, correct, did you? Yeah, no. You were just like, hey, I know this is how much I spent, this is how much time, I'll throw a number out, we'll see what happens. Yeah, then I had a neighbor come to me and a good friend of mine, Matthew Dickerson, he said, hey, I got an idea. And he, had owns, he owns a shade cell company called Tension. And he said, what if we could mass produce these? Because I'm like, I don't, there's no way you could ever scale this business. Yes. Because I know how much work it was. He goes, what if we could mass produce it? What if we could build them out of foam? What if we could do this? And so we went down that road for months and months. And I mean, a lot of work, a lot of expanded foam. We built our own uh, ovens to, to put this foam <laughs> in. We built, um, we, we built our own CNC router to route it all out. I, I, I designed a hole small. I 3D scanned it. We built it. We blew it up. And we, we made a full-size hole out of foam. It was awesome. It was terrible. Meaning that it looked cool, it played yeah. horrible. Yeah. Because I couldn't make any changes to it after that. Yeah. And when you started putting foam together, there was little seams, and I thought, I'm spending all this time and money just to do one hole, and I don't ever want anybody to ever own one of these. Yeah. And so I said, we really got to go back to the way you have to do these. You have to do them one by one. You've got to do them custom. And because everybody's yard's different, every slope, every angle, everyone wants to maximize it. So there's no, I've never done one hole the same ever. And, and we've done hundreds and hundreds of holes, but they're all different and they're all for a specific reason to get you to the next place, to get you to the next place. And just like any golf course, there's no single hole that's the same, but that's the art of it. it I think if it was a manufacturing business, we'd have made money and I'd have been miserable. Yeah. But the fact that it's a custom design business, it's fun every single day. Well, and it's, hard. it's so important to, for anybody to understand that like there is trial and error in in whatever you do there's yeah. trial and error and you won't come up with all the answers in the beginning no you have to how many times did uh edison failed creating the light bulb yeah enough yeah enough to, to get to figure the, it out to figure it out and yeah you went from concrete to foam and it all it brought you back to like the bread and butter and like you can try to do things differently and and i'm sure they're there is different ways of doing it. You but could absolutely do it both of those ways. But I just do don't want right. to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I've been down that road and I don't want that kind of business. I'm not interested in a, you know, I'll give you a quick example. I met with a client and now friend just a couple of weeks ago and he said, we had breakfast and he goes, Cam, this is a hundred million dollar business you have here by the tail. And he goes, this is, you could create generational wealth. You can do all, he kept talking about all of these things that were, in his mind important and in my mind okay but i had to remind him that that's not my goal my goal has never been to create a hundred million dollar business i would not have created this one to do that it's just not scalable that way i wanted something that when i woke up every morning i just couldn't wait to go to i wanted it to be hard and challenging and it is but i wanted it to be meaningful i wanted it to be based on relationships and so all of those things are incorporated it just happens to be golf too which is a passion of both of ours yep. But, and that just checks one more box towards, to me, the perfect business for me. It isn't a, a business that's gonna make a hundred million. I don't care, I don't even want a hundred million. I, in fact, I told my wife um, yesterday or a couple of days ago, I said, if somebody gave me a hundred million, I would not want it. Yeah. Because it would only screw up everything. Now, if they gave it to me and nobody knew about it, oh, then I could do some really cool things with it, right? I could, I could help people out on the down low everywhere. But if, if everyone knows you have a hundred million, you're miserable. Yeah. Because then everyone expects something from that. And if you give them something like, oh, well, you have a hundred million, you know, thousand bucks, 10,000 to use, nothing. But I, I want to be able to help people, but I don't want to be the one that is forced to do it or yeah. that is going to mess up. I don't want to give my kids $20 million. I want to give my kids work. I want to teach them how to do those things. And so when I explained to him, my goal from now, in seven or eight years, it'd be nice to play on the Champions Tour, right? Like my friend Ken Tanagawa and some of these other guys that are going to make it out there. I know like Hopsy's going to make it someday. And I'll want to do that. But the reality is my, my oldest son will only be 16 when I turn 50. I'm going to want to beat him more than I'm going to want to beat anybody else. Yeah. And I'm going to want him working next to me too. And I've got three other sons right behind him. And so wouldn't it be cool in a few years from now, 
they're all working with me and, and I'm teaching them how to work hard. So that just checks another box too. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. I'm okay with it being hard work because it is. I don't, I don't ever come home and go, oh, it's an easy day. Like it's always hard, but I, but the challenge is something I love. So, in the in that that if you if you were paying attention and caught on with the whole why concept, like you kind of almost you, you, it, that was one piece of the why is 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 teaching the passing down the the skill of of being able to work hard and persevere. Yeah, and that's definitely one of them. Which is and that's constantly what I'm listening for when I talk to people is is the why and you. And you went into a part, the part of the why right there. So then, so then, all right. So then, what happened? What happened after you know that first neighbor? You threw out the number, and then you did. I know your second project was a neighbor. Yeah. So then, what happened from there? It was just organic from there. You know, you put a couple photos out. They were eye candy. People would say, "Oh, I'm next. I'm next." We've never advertised. We've never marketed ever. We've just let it, let it go. And, it, and my theory has always been, you just take care of the next person, you take care of the next person, and then go back and make sure the first person's still happy. Make sure they're okay. And then take care of the next one, then make sure, you, you can't do that for the masses. It doesn't work in every industry. It works perfect in mine. Yeah. I, you know, we have, I think we've done almost 50 putting courses. These are my close friends, every single one of them, uh, without any exception. And so and, and at any point in time, they know I can show up in their backyard, sometimes even unannounced, and show somebody else their course. But it's cool how it's a relationship. Like, it's cool how 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 you've turned it into a relationship because a lot of people in landscaping or yeah. or uh, putting greens uh, putting green companies they would never think of it like that. Because in my in my business, I'm 100% referral naturally because sure. I do loans for people. And in this business, you would think, okay, usually backyard landscaping, it's the it's the whoever gives the cheapest deal are going to build a putting green. But yeah. but no, what's cool about and being a part and watching it is you've turned these, you're right, you've turned these people who, who naturally inquire because they see the eye candy pictures, which which if you haven't seen them, again, go to Instagram right now, go to Putt Tech and look at it and you your eyes will pop because in backyards you don't expect to see that. You expect to see maybe like a just a regular turf putting green that never gets yeah. used. But when you look at this, it's true art. And when I tell people it makes your house stick out. It makes your your commercial property stick out, and we'll get to why I'm saying commercial property, but like it makes things stick out. It's different, and when it comes to your property or your commercial property or even your business, um, Carvana, check out a picture that we have of uh, Putt Tech in there. Like it makes things different, and in, in in business and in life and in your house, because homes are are pieces of assets. If you want to increase the value of a piece of a asset, add something that other people don't have. Exactly. And so, um, but what's cool is like um, Patrick Corbin, MLB yeah. player. Yeah. You. It wasn't just a. It wasn't just a client. Uh, just a person getting a putting green. Yeah. You've turned to that's you've turned that into a friend, and you guys text all the time, and and you've done multiple jobs for him. But that shows you like this isn't just one and done. And everybody that that we talk about in in our text chains, like you talk like, hey, I talked to him yesterday, or he met people message you, like you, you because you're on those jobs, you develop relationship. These people think of you as family already. Yeah, I think it's different because most landscape jobs or even pool jobs, like we've all seen really cool pools being done. Unfortunately, the pool owner is not there very often, right? He sends the subs and he kind of deals with the problems. I'm there. Yeah. And I know it's a bad, once again, it's a bad <laughs> scalability problem. We have some solutions for it. But I love to be there because it's to me, as I bring the homeowner out, and like when you and I walked your course for the first time and the second time and the tenth time, like let's add a bunker there, let's do this. Let's shape that a little bit differently. We did it and we made it happen, but at the very end of all of it, what people find out is that we absolutely care. We care about making it what I call perfect. And I know perfect's not even possible in construction, but if that's your goal, then it's gonna turn out incredible. And people are gonna think it's perfect. I could pick it apart still, right? But there's gonna be, when you look at it, it should go, wow. And the photos can be great, but they're nothing compared to actually going no, into the backyard or the commercial project, <laughs> whatever it is. Then, then your mind really opens up to like, Give me a putter and I don't want to leave. And, and that creating that is it's joy every single day. It absolutely is. And even though we're fighting rain sometimes yeah. and we're fighting whatever it might be, it's still 
really, really fun. Jeremy Rahees? Rehees, yeah. Rehees? I just saw him this He goes, it's always personal with this guy. Never uses the excuse, sorry, it's not business, it's personal. And he also said, the heart of a volunteer is far greater than one forced. And then Krista Krista Fouts said, Cameron is amazing. We love putt tech. She might be my sister, so that one, she has to She might be my my sister. She loves me. Thank so, you. so then, all right. So, and there's a lot of people who maybe like have a quote unquote side hustle in life and yeah. they might do something love at home. Um, and they might be listening to this and be like, okay, like what was the turning point and, and where do you start realizing that something was different? So you do the second job and then the third job was, was my past house, I believe. Yeah. And then where did, like, where did you start? almost start saying like, I can't, I don't want to do my other, my other business anymore. Day one. You knew from the start. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Like it was, I still, you probably, always I still needed to, but yeah, I didn't want to. And everybody's, everybody would always say, oh, you got the best job. All your employees and your partners are all in Illinois and you can kind of do things on your own time. And, but I didn't love it. And I didn't feel like I was able to absolutely look a client in the eye and say this is exactly what's going to happen with your with your money or your tax strategy or anything because i didn't know what the irs would say or anybody else like we were we were always doing as best we could but i feel like with this i could look them in the eyes and be like this is going to be this is going to blow your mind and i know you just spent 200 grand on your pool but people are going to walk out and they're going to go what is that yeah and i go down and you're going to spend a fraction of it but the effect is going to be different and they're like all right well let's see and then we start building it and they they catch on quickly that like this is going to be something different and unique and um that same guy that took me to breakfast a couple weeks ago and just love this guy to death he's the coolest pool i've ever seen but he said he he came out to while we're building the course at corbin's house in florida in january he comes there shows up in florida in florida yeah absolutely And, and he and he wanted to go to Auburn to do to see our next oh, job no was going on too. Like it's just the way he is. Okay, this guy's awesome. He and his wife. And he goes, he goes, Cam, I know you don't need you, you already know this. He goes, but every day somebody comes to our house and wants to play on our putting course. He goes, neighbors that never came over to see the pool. And I'm and I'm in a pool. I mean, this I've 80, seen eighty thousand gallon pool. pool it's, <laughs> it's incredible. Um, he goes, they would never come over to swim, but they they want they want to putt. And they want to putt with us, is what he said. That, that was a unique comment. Because it wasn't just about the event of, I want to go play on a putting course. They wanted the interaction with the homeowners too. And so whether it was kids in the neighborhood or adults or the elderly, it didn't matter. They just wanted to come over. And he goes, we, we, we literally play on it every single day. I've heard that from you yep. to say that too. Uh, I don't think all my clients play on their course every single day. It's not realistic. But... Man, it, maybe this week, right? We're yeah. all quarantined, so yes. it's like we're yes. playing all the time. So build a putting course and you'll have a place to, to spend some time during moments like this. But it's always been about relationships. And, and when I saw that and I thought, everybody loves golf because of the relationship side of it, but we don't all have five, six, seven hours to go play around a golf and spend time with our buddy. But if you can come home and everyone can come over and, and still have the same feeling and interaction, but yet it's family time too, to me it was like we've got something but i remember when you called me and you said we would built your course and it was like two weeks later and you're like kim i get it i now know what you know and nobody yeah. else knows yeah and i made you say it you're like this yeah. isn't about putting courses yeah. this isn't about backyards yeah. or, or landscape this is about people yeah and you shared some examples of people in your life that had come over and spent time and the relationship had improved that is when it that's when it becomes valuable oh a hundred percent so that, it, that to me is it It really it really is in in <laughs> cam jokes about the like this is a good time during quarantine but it is it's true i mean interesting part not to go on a side tangent of this whole thing going on right now and we were me and Britt were going on a walk with the kids every day we try to go on a little bike ride and walk through the neighborhood and we were we were saying like this could be really good in life for people like because there's definitely some positives this is this is a chance for people to relax a little bit and spend time with family i mean obviously a lot of people are going to be on their phones and social media a lot but like i had i had um one of one of our coordinators in the office they look at me and they're like andrew what would you do if if like let's say like the internet shut down like something something crazy or let's just say business came to a halt and 
and it, you know, like you, we couldn't do we couldn't do loans for let's say ten days. And I looked at him and I said, I would love that. And and not to the sense of like we'd always figure out to take care of our clients, but I would yeah, love the it. Yeah, backlash, but you would love that. I would love to be able to put my phone away for ten days and not have to worry and just check out because yeah. I love spending time. I love, I love playing with the kids and Brittany, Brittany, uh, jokes a lot because I'm the guy, I'm the dad who comes home and plays constantly. I'm the one having fun all the time because I just, I love playing with the kids and doing stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm on my, my, my phone, my 24 seven. And so, uh, we were just saying like, man, this could be, there's just a lot of positives for people who obviously there's going to be an economic impact there will be. and um and we'll get through it but family-wise and life-wise like make the best of it we have to i think we got to look at it and say what are all the positives that are coming from this and and right now we've got there's a lot of positives that are there and you have to look at it from a simple standpoint i mean i had the opportunity to have church in my own home last sunday yeah it was awesome Okay, it was we were authorized to do so and we did it really? we, and we made it work like my daughter gave the lesson yeah you know she stood up front and she she did it those that experienced it in my faith know exactly what I'm talking about there was something special about it so so I think we can find some silver lining in all this and, and there will be hard times but there always will be and and sacrifice is okay you know like we can we can have we can lose things it's okay it's just stuff but don't lose people is, is what I think. Like if, if you lose your job, keep the relationships. Okay. Cause that's, what's most important is the people that you were with. And if you're, if you lose your home, my wife and I always say, if we got to go back to this certain apartment that we lived in when we first, um, when we first got married, it would be okay because we would be close. It'd be simple. And, and in our backyard and our stuff is not, is not important to us. It's, it's the people and the relationships. And so I hope people can, set the phone down and slide it over every now and then during this and just say, you know, you're important to me. Yeah. And, and look them in the eyes. Yeah. I, I think our kids don't get that enough. That is, that's true. I, I definitely think nowadays. And our, and our spouses don't either. A lot. Uh, amen there. Amen. Yeah. And I can, I can even say, I mean, somebody who gets, who gets dialed 24 seven, it's, it's been a test, but luckily as, as kids have come into the picture, it's been easier to, to put it down. And, yeah. and what Brittany says to me, because, uh, you know, two weeks ago, there's a huge, rates were just dropping like crazy. Yeah. They're not as crazy as they were. So anybody who asked for a 0% interest rate, that is not the case. They're missing out on <laughs> But, uh, go to your bank and get a short term <laughs> loan from your, from the fed. But, uh, I was, you know, I was stressed out two weeks ago and I was even stressed out last week because now we're trying to, we're getting all these loans funded and, and, and I'm like, man, I, I can't talk for too long. And she goes, she said the best statement. And uh, I probably didn't even give her enough credit for it, but it has stuck with me. She goes, if people don't give you grace throughout the craziness and things that you can't control, yeah. then it's okay. Let them go because, because they don't know what you're dealing with or how many things that you're trying to reply back to. And if they're, if, if they're texting you five times in 10 minutes, that means probably a hundred other people are texting yeah. you. And so, if people can't give you grace, then then it's okay. Just don't don't worry about it. So it's yeah, you're right. It's we we'll get through it, and we can take this time to spend time with family. I think that's that's a, a big plus. Um, all right, so back to the okay, back to the why, because I want to okay. kind of seal this together here. So do you remember the minute, the night? It's got to be a conversation with Lauren that you that you were like, I'm doing this 100. percent I'm letting go of the other other job. Yeah. Um, I just, I remember her saying, and I, can, I can almost get emotional just talking about it, but I can remember her saying, you've never loved something like this. You've never been this happy. And as soon as she said that, that was the moment it clicked for me. And, and I called my business partner in Illinois and I said, I just need you to buy me out. Okay, and I said, I don't care what it's for. So we'll just pick some fair amount for everyone. We could value this company however we want. I, I just want something fair. I need a little bit just to make sure that um, I've got some income because I won't have any income for the next little while. I'm gonna go work, 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 and I'm gonna, I'm gonna build something, but I absolutely know it's gonna be worth it in the end. And that was all I needed to know was that I was going down the right route. And, and it didn't matter to me if I lost income or, or anything. I'd always been one that kind of saved. And I think that we, we all should, especially for moments like this, because yeah. you just never know. You never know when, when things are going to happen. And so 
I've always been in a position where I could just say, I don't really care about finances. I've always been able to pay my bills. I've kept my expenses low. I don't have a lot of toys. I don't have a lot of those things. I just, I like to keep it simple and it keeps me light and it allows me, even in moments like this, to not stress. Yeah. Like I know I can pay my employees. We can pay them for a long time. We'll be fine. We've still got jobs coming in. We still have projects that need to be done. We have huge projects going on right now and they'll continue to go on. And so I've put myself in those positions, but I think ultimately it's just a matter of knowing that what you're doing is exactly what you want to do. And then after that, it's easy. Like I worked out a deal with my partner in no time and he fully supported it. He, he thought it was a little crazy. He's like, are you sure you're gonna be able to make money doing that? I go, I have no idea and I don't care. Yeah. But it, I go in two years from now, I might call you up and I need a job. It's okay. Yeah. Because he knows know. I love him, I, I'd get a job back. You don't, you don't know. You don't know until you do it. You got to take a step. So what was your what was your why in that moment? Like why? Like I mean, if he asked you, Cameron, why why are you doing this? What would your answer be? The answer at that point was I knew what it was. Was that whether or not this is financially a good idea or not, people need what I can give them, and I don't know if anybody else out there can do this for them. If somebody else could have been able to do it, I would have hired them. Yeah. And so, and, and, I, and I have to believe that others can. Like we've recently hired uh, a partner in Florida, Todd, right? And, and he's awesome. He can do what I do and, and what we've done. But he's one of the few, and I haven't met anyone else that I know of yet. Yeah. Kobe holds us together, but even Kobe would say, I, I'll just run everything else. I don't want to have to try to design a putting course and, and shape it the way that you and Todd do. So it it's out there. To, to me to where if there was anybody else that could do it, I would have said, I don't need this business, but it was there was an industry that was needed. It was non-existent. And there's been a couple putting courses on like real turf here and there that are just awesome. So I mean, the idea of a putting course isn't brand new, but the idea of bringing it to home um, and, and only focusing on that, where we're the only ones and, I, and we still are. I don't know of anybody else. No. I know there's a couple other companies that have built a putting course and, and we've got big entities like Popstroke now with Tiger that are now designing putting courses like Topgolf where they're gonna be f full like entertainment venues. But that's not our market. No. Um, our market is everybody else, everybody that wants one of these for, for a specific reason. Um, and they don't even know, they, they don't know why they're getting it. They just think it's cool. It, it's not until you build it and you see the interaction with people that you find out like, oh, this is real. So once I knew that, that was my why. My yeah. why was like people relationships, uh, it's passion, um, and, I, and I think we can be the best in the world at it. And I remember meeting with Charlie Horn, I think you know Charlie too, mm -hmm. a little bit from golf, and this guy's as successful as anybody, and he said to me, if you're ever gonna start a business, you gotta make sure your wife is extremely happy. That was rule one. Yeah. Rule two, make sure your kids are extremely happy. And then rule three, do something that you can be the best in the world at. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can do a lot of these things with the first two, but I don't, I don't know anything that I could be the best in the world at. And all of a sudden, after building one putting course, I felt like this could be the thing that maybe I could be the best in the world at. And, and so we just started with that mindset and just ran. And, and I, don't, I don't care if I'm the best in the world at it or not, but I know what we do is special and I know it's unique. And I haven't found anybody yet that will do something similar. And if they do, I'd be the first to promote them because it's just gonna make the idea of putting courses grow. Yeah. And we own the domain puttingcourses.com. So let it grow. Exactly. People are gonna find I us. mean, but we do call you the Alistair McKenzie of putting courses. I appreciate which that. is which is true. I mean, if you haven't sometimes it's P Die, because these things are some <laughs> yeah, of them are nasty. It is some sometimes yeah. P Die, but again, if you haven't checked out PudTech and if you're just tuning into the show, uh, Fueled by Why, um, this is Cameron Howe. He's the creator of PuttTech. Um, Go check out Puttech on Instagram. See the works of art. Uh, it's residential, and and what's crazy is the organic growth of going into commercial venues and stuff like that. And what's cool, and I think to fuel this whole thing is the fact that this has all been organic. Yeah. And you haven't even you haven't even attempted, or there's no reason to, because again, like you're saying, like the scalability has to be done right. And it has to be done slowly and in the, the proper way to keep the, the uh, quality of the product. Yeah. That's the most same. important. And that's first and foremost. So 
yes, this could be this this will be a huge thing, but it has to be done right, and there's no there's no rush into it, and and that's how you know you have a, a quality product and a quality uh, ran business and a quality creator in Cameron is because uh, it's not it's not just an immediately rush to bring in funds, bring in funds. Yeah, we've got a line forty deep of people waiting. <laughs> yes, uh, I think it's forty or forty one. We have a list of everybody that wants to franchise Pate. They want to be a part <laughs> of the franchise. Okay, we could have already sold yeah. all of those for some amount and let people kind of run with it, but I'm not interested in the the finances behind that. I don't care about that. Um, I want to grow this thing and I want it to be right. And the only reason I would want to expand it is so that more people could benefit from what we do. But if we're not doing it right, then it's not worth expanding. Yeah. And so I don't. I can't personally be there at each one of those sites. But now I don't have to be in Florida because Todd can can manage that, and I trust him that he can do it. He's now been with us for a number of projects, and and I know how his brain works, and it, he sees into my into my mind, and and he can do it. We will find more that will do that, and in time we'll continue to grow and we'll do it right. But there's a lot of different ways we can make money with this, but that's never been the goal. The goal has never been, and some businesses are. Some businesses you start and you're like, oh, I can make a lot of money doing this. That has never been the goal. I wanted to prov provide for my family, but ultimately I just knew if I took care of people, then that would all take care of itself. And yeah. It a hundred percent has, and it provides fun for your family because they love it, and and now you have. I mean, you even built one for your community yeah. in the pecans, yeah, which is crazy. Go check it out on Instagram. Uh, there's one for the whole community, which is probably one of my favorite courses. Yeah, if you way. go to the website, beautiful. you can you can find all the photos of it. Yeah, but beautiful. So so how did you how so where did it go from there? So you let go of the old business. Yeah, and we what well, time wait we got. About ten minutes left, so you let go of the old business, um, you jump into Put Tech full force, and then what do you do? Is it did you ever get rushed with any sense of uh, fear or anxiety when it happened, or was it just like hit the ground running and just nonstop? That's what you lived, breathed. How what happened, and how did it go from? residential to places like Carvana putting one in their corporate office. Yeah. Like all these random places, which what we were talking about before the show is, is if you, if you do it right, Kobe just tagged puttech.com. Anybody uh, watching, uh, click on uh, puttech.com that Kobe Alva uh, just posted. See, Kobe's holding us together. He's holding, he's the glue. He's yeah. the glue. He dropped off, he dropped off some, some gear. Great hoodie. Um, at the office. The, I think he's the only one in Puttech that has a master's degree, so we like to hear <laughs> that stuff. Um, but we were saying, like, it, it's it, every single person, you don't know what what they bring. And, and like I, I tell people in most businesses, business in life is, is a tree with branches, and you never know which branch is going to sprout a new branch that sprouts 10 other branches. Yeah. And that's how Puttech has been. For sure. So, what happened from there? I, I would say one of the things that kind of helped us explode was social media. And I know we discussed this a little bit last time when we had the podcast, but um, we we were smart enough to not pay for a bunch of advertising. Instead, we knew we had eye candy. We knew we had photos that were different than everybody else. So we just started sending them to influencers and to large accounts that were um, out there on, on Instagram, for example. And they just started sharing them free will. Didn't they Barstool didn't... post it? One oh yeah, time? Barstool posted, and, yep. and we had we picked up like a couple thousand <laughs> followers in a day, and or in a couple of hours. I looked at my phone, I couldn't figure out what was going on, but yeah, and we've had you know Cheddar, Dipley, um, we, we've had a lot of Golf Magazine, Golf.com, yep. others like that, and so as soon as as soon as they saw that they picked up followers too, everybody won. There was no. There was no need for an exchange of money or anything. It was like they could share a photo, and and as a result of them posting one of our pictures, everybody shared it with their friends, and so they picked up more followers. We did too, so they just said, just keep sending them. So we did, and so every time we get good photos, we just send them to some of these groups, and they post them for us, and we pick up followers as a result. So there's a way to use social media and all that, and it's been way better than unfortunately paying for Yelp or paying for all these other things that you might normally do. Uh, but it, what we've done in all that is we found the, the right individuals and the right groups that have called us and said, I've got this idea and I really want to <laughs> do something cool. And I'm like, you're at the right place. Yes. Cause if you want to do something like somebody else has just done, like I'll just refer you to somebody because people call us all the time. Hey, I, I just need a putting green. And I'm like, I've got 
a few other companies that they'll do an awesome job for yeah. you. And they're like, really? You don't even, I'm like, just trust me. I don't need anything from them or from you. I'll even come help shape the hole. I don't need anything. I just want you taken care of. But that's not what we do. We just do putting courses. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, my next house or my, my, my father-in-law, my brother. I hear it all the time. Yeah. And that's how it happens is that people realize that we're passionate about what we do and we only do that and we try and do it perfect. And no matter what you do, if you do it and you try and do it right, people appreciate that and they will, they'll gravitate towards you. That's how we found people. Well, it, it, you know, there's so much truth to that statement. And even Dustin Preston, who you know very well yeah, as well, Dustin. Dustin said, um, oh, like CrossFit preferred. And, and what Dustin's referring to is, is I used to be a trainer. I was the first trainer um, that the owners at CrossFit preferred hired back in 2011 and really? 2011, 12. And that CrossFit Preferred was the was the the diving board springboard that boosted into my mortgage career because that's where a lot of my relationships. Dustin and I became very good friends. Dustin's one of my best friends, and that was from CrossFit Preferred. So I think I think it goes along to the statement of like most successful businesses, as far as like like family run businesses, small businesses. You have to know your your uh, demographic. You have to know the type of business. And most small businesses, family-run businesses, um, everything down to real estate agents and insurance agents and, and even mortgage guys, the most um, stable ones who always stick around are the ones who built organically from one person to the next person, two to four to eight to six to 16 to 32. And knowing that like those people, if that's your type of business, you're in, you know, in the community, focus on them, focus yeah. on the people. If you're a huge corporation, yeah, you're gonna spend thousands of dollars on, on leads, but understanding like, hey, understand the type of business you are and the fact that your why is people, that's what makes it successful. And that kind of ties this all back into like fueled by why. Yeah. If you understand your why in life or in business, you will do fine because if you know your why, then you have a you have your you have the path there, and you have your motivation to have you wake up. If you can, if you wake up every morning and hate your life, yeah, then you're probably gonna have a tough time getting there. But it doesn't mean you have to quit your business or Correct. start a company. You know, you can find your why in a lot of things. I mean, I have my why in a lot of things that I do, from a church standpoint, from a service standpoint, my family certainly. So Puttech isn't who I am. People are like, oh, you could never sell this because it's your baby. I'm like, no, I, I'm never going to sell my baby. This is not my baby. It's something I love because it makes me excited every single day to take care of people and that. But but it's still just an entity. Yes. Like I could sell and I go do something else and I would find, it might be difficult to find something that checks all those boxes yes. like I did. But you could write a book. You can um, You can serve in different ways. And so it doesn't have to be like I quit my job and then this is what I'm going to do. If somebody needs that motivation to do it, then do it. I mean, I, I would rather be broke and love what I do. And, and I, and I know my wife feels that way too. She's like, she's, I'd just much rather be happy. Yeah. And, and so if you think about it that way, it's not, that's success, right? Success isn't your bank account. Yes. It's too often thought of that way. And it's not that success is happiness and happiness comes from, in my opinion, people. In relationships and so if you can if you can somehow develop all of that then you've got some but it's all connected like we've just seen that you know people I know people yep. and so how you do and I think if, if you learn nothing else from me learn this how you do one thing is how you should do all things and, and if anybody knows me they know that if I'm setting up chairs at church I'm just gonna set them up perfect if I'm gonna set the hymn books on the chairs they're all gonna be lined up I don't know how to do it any other way. That's just who I am. I'm not trying to impress anybody. It's just the way I do one thing is the way I'm going to do all things. And so if I'm going to play golf, I'm going to try to win. I'm going to try to be the very best, even if I'm not practicing at all. I'm still going to do the things necessary. So when I show up to that tournament, I'm going to, I'm going to beat that kid. Yeah. And, um, it, but you can't, you can't be perfect at everything, but there is something to that of how you do one thing is how you do all things. And, there's that other quote that says something about, you know, those uh, those that love what they do never work a day in their life. Mm -hmm. and, and I tell you, I come home sweaty sometimes, really bad. <laughs> and 
and I've worked, I mean, 12, 13 hours sometimes. And people say, you can't do that forever. Like, maybe not, but man, I love it. I, I, the day goes so fast. Nah, maybe you can. If there's one thing to- If I was to... just digging a ditch, I couldn't do it. And I was, and my kids, I want them to learn to work hard, but I don't want them to work hard just to work hard. Yes. Like, I want them to build temples. I don't want them to build just buildings. Like if they're working hard and you're building this something beautiful, then then it's worth working hard for. So make sure that you're not just working hard to work hard because hours alone isn't enough. It's got to be, there's got to be the payoff in the end. Yeah. And to me, whether we make a few bucks on a project or a lot of money, that's the immaterial part. I can, I can sometimes not even tell you what we made on a project because I don't care. Yeah. I just go to the next one and, and I make sure that they're taken care of. And if they need another bridge or we need to go back and do something different, add more lights, we just do it. Well, it's cool because you know that at the end of the day, you've created something that brings people together. And and we're we're building uh, our new our new course, but if you remember my old course in my old house, that brought people together constantly yeah. from Oregon to Washington to um, people that I do business with to friends for birthday parties. Um, it brought people together and just and 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 if you could record every single person's face of happiness when they get on and have fun with their with their kid yeah um it'd be it'd be the best thing i mean i wish we could set up a camera on every course just to watch people it's the one you know? thing we don't do very well at pot tech is we don't capture yeah the people we have such good photos but it's so hard to get photos and people yeah. at the same time and video we have some video but it's the interactions is everything so i hope people can see those photos and picture man would it be cool if all the kids came over if the if the if the neighborhood came over, if the church groups came over, because I promise you, if you don't like people, don't put in a putting course, right? It, you have to be okay with people coming over because they will come. And that's what I love about it. You can put a pool in, but most adults won't take their shirts off in front of other adults <laughs> and they, they sit by the yeah. pool and they might drink yeah. something or eat something. But a putting course is, I've seen grandpas pick up putters and grandsons pick up putters and they go play and, it melts me, so it's good. Yeah. So, where's Putt Tech now, and where are you at now, and where is it going to go? It's a secret. Not <laughs> We're going to keep doing things the way we've been doing them, and just grow gradually. That's the plan. Um, we have plans to put in like a a thirty six hole facility in an indoor environment that would be an awesome showroom that could be franchisable at some point. Um, but uh, there's moments like this week where I'm grateful we don't have something yep. like that, right? We don't have the overhead. We don't have the structures. We don't have anything like that. And so you know I have to factor about, all that in. What's interesting about this whole thing, is it, it it's definitely giving employers a time to test out people working remotely. Yeah, you're right. It, there's a lot of that. I think a lot of good's going to come out of it yeah. from an interaction standpoint. I, I know of a couple uh, really good musicians that are working on like concerts that are going to be yeah. online now, right? Because yeah. they, they know that They've got to think differently to be able to get through moments like this. But yeah. we're, we're smart people. We'll figure out a way to do it. We even thought in our own backyard with Putt Tech, yeah. I said this to my kids a couple of days ago. I said, what if we cleaned everything really well and then we set up a tournament for the community and everybody had to bring their own putters, but only one family could come at a time. And so they would come and we would stay inside yeah. and they would have to putt and then have to turn their scorecard in and then they would leave and the next family would come. Yeah. You know, that could we do it in, in creativity? Yeah, and, and we have the flexibility to be able to do that because of the backyard, but I, I think those are the kind of thoughts. I've never considered it. I've always thought, well, we'll have to have 100 people over and we'll play a putting tournament. But yeah. You can do things differently. And so if everyone gets creative, and I think people are, people are putting up Christmas lights. Yeah. That's creative, Yeah, right? And and they're they're doing unique things, scavenger hunts in the neighborhood. And ultimately, I, th I think people are coming together, and I hope that happens. It, if all this bad's going to happen, then, man, let there be some good that balances it out. Yeah. So then, all right. So then, uh, like future of, of putt tech, obviously mm -hmm. when I was talking about commercial properties, obviously yeah. residential has always been the bread and butter, uh, in Auburn, Alabama, there's a, a restaurant, right? Yeah. We did a, we did a nine hole course next to a restaurant on a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And Todd, and what Todd they, ran the whole thing and I was there with him, but what was the feedback from the restaurant after they're just about to open so we'll find out really they have good. oh they haven't opened oh, yet it looks awesome yeah no they're way. totally renovating the whole building and it was a, it was a mess but 
we came in and turned the parking lot into you know the Garden of Eden. Yep. And so now it's like the food could just be okay. I think people will go. Yeah. I go, think they'll go, go there. They'll sit and eat. Go on to Pud Tech. If you want to see the, the restaurant course, um, go on there. You'll see a before and after, I believe, was posted of it. And it yeah, just looks did. beautiful from the from the bird's eye view. Um, that was is, a lot of work. And there, I mean, there's a, a few. Didn't, uh, didn't Turtle Bay? Yeah, Turtle Bay's reached out to us, and, and we still may build one for them, too. They're, yeah. they're working on some pump pump building that they need to fix first but there's uh i mean we're building one right now for the lennar community out in the west valley oh, there you go, and there it's you go. massive it, it, there's no putting course on the planet like this one and they've uh we've got replicas from tpc scottsdale kind of like your backyard yep 16 17 18 we have the 17th hole at sawgrass so over the island they literally built me a water feature all the way around so it's a big island green yeah and then we play amen corner and you cross over that same water feature with hogan's this bridge thing is gonna be, uh, it's massive. It's, it's on like two acres and it's just really, really cool. But they got it. They understood that we don't have to build a, a full golf course because we don't have the space yep. and we don't have a hundred acres, but we've got two. And this is something everyone will use. And, and instead of a golf course that maybe only 10% of the community will use, this is something they felt like everybody and their, their kids and their grandkids will use too. So they were willing to spend some money on it and we were willing to spend some time to just make this thing Unreal, and so the the next group that does something similar is going to pay even more yeah. because they'll have the footprint. And we'll we'll show them this is what you get, you know, when you use us, and it's going to be a special one. So keep an eye out. Yeah, for that keep one. an eye out. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and that it's goes already to, being shaped right now. So that goes to the thought of soon. if you want to make your whatever you're doing just pop. Lenar Homes got it. They're the first home builder. That were, was like, hey, this is something that no other home builder has, uh, which is which is obviously cool to receive that. And remember, we went to Delaware and did another Lennar Homes right next oh, to yeah, their model yeah, homes. Yeah, yeah. We did a nine hole course, a replica of the nine holes that they have in their community. We replicated them and put them in the back in right next to their their model home. And, and originally they thought, well, we'll just put it in for the next few years and then we'll just rip it out and put a home there. And I told them, I said, I'm pretty sure you're going to change your mind when you see what we do. Yeah. And as soon as it was built, they're like, we're never taking this out. This is for the community. And they love it. Yeah. The community uses it like crazy. Oh, and man. people come and it's super cool because somebody might be building on the 12th fairway and we've done the 12th hole. And so they're like, I watched a lady walk by and she goes, that's where we live right there. No way. It's that it's on the corner right where it turns and that bunker is. And so people are getting it. And. Lennar is the first to kind of catch on, and, and we've done two with them independently. They didn't even know that they were working on either one of them. But do they know they now? Both, yeah, they do now. Yeah, but we they reached out to us independently in two different divisions. But uh, there'll be more. I mean, once once this one's done, it'll be. I, I don't see why any community wouldn't do something like it. I mean, I'm grateful that the pecans did what that we did there, but the scalability of 3,500 square feet versus the amount of space that we're we're taking up on this one, it's just two different experiences and it's kind of why we always say people say how much is a nine hole course at Tech and how much is a three hole course it's like how how much is a diamond ring or how much is how long is a rope yeah like there's no one answer to that because yeah. we can do it however you want yeah and so i mean todd todd in in florida did one in like a 20 foot by yeah. 10 foot yeah. patch yeah he just did like a cool green with like a bunker and stuff in there it still had a Tech feel to it it wasn't a course but like you can you can utilize any space. I always say like build your. I said it to you too. Put your pool where you need to put it. Put your everything else where you need to put it. Give me the rest, and yeah. we'll just make it awesome, and we will. So awesome. So what's your advice? We'll end it. We'll end the show with this. Family, personal, business, financial. Um, you've given. You know you've you've been motivation to a lot of people, and a lot of people uh, reach out. Adam Prestwick said cam is hands down one of the best dudes out there thanks Adam. juan sanchez he used to said, live with us or right next to us in las vegas and he caddied for me at the u.s amateur wow at chambers this. bay so yeah no it's adam chambers bay is by far one of my favorite courses yeah not that week <laughs> um juan sanchez said wisdom you know you you obviously motivate a lot of people you you motivate me to be a better uh better husband um better father you motivate it and it's and that's where where good friendships lie but to anybody who doesn't know you, what would be your best piece of advice or what's something that you live by that we could end the show with? Okay. Um, I would say, not knowing this was coming at me, but I go back to a quote from Joan of Arc. And so Joan of Arc was 
I don't know her whole story, but I know she was young. We know that, and, and we know that she was burned at the stake for not giving up something that meant something to her. Now, she had believed that she had heard, heard from God directly and that God had told her something to do, and she wasn't going to deny that. And so in the play, Joan of Arc, she ends with this quote, and, and I love it, and it says this, and I think we can apply it into our own lives however we can. It says, she said, I know this now. Every man lives his life for what he believes. Every woman lives her life for what she believes. Sometimes we believe in very little or nothing. Nevertheless, we give up our life to that little or nothing. But to surrender what you are and to live without belief, that's more terrible than dying, more terrible than dying young. That is a quote wow. that I live by because to me, don't give up what's most important to you. That, that's, it's worth dying for. I mean, ultimately, for sure my family's worth dying for. My faith is too. Um, so don't, don't ever look past those things. That, that, that would be my advice is that take her, take her example and, and um, if you learn anything from, from me, just know that I care about what I do. And whatever I end up doing 10 years from now, I'll care about that too, or else, or else I won't do it. And, and it all comes, hopefully it comes back to people and relationships. That's, our mission statement says nothing about putting courses or turf. It says, this is the way we're gonna maximize relationships. And we're gonna create a little bit of wow in, in the process. All right, that was a powerful quote. You're right, I mean, that that man, I was like, it's more terrible than chills. dying. I almost got chills when you more said that. More terrible than dying young. Um, so don't live without belief. Wow. Whatever it, it is. Believe in something. Something. Something, something, something. And that belief will ultimately be your why. It is. Because a happy person is a person with a certain, not a person with a certain set of circumstances, but a person with a certain set, with a certain mindset. Right? It's, it has nothing to do with what you have. It's a person that understands that they're just going to make it happy. They yeah. have a certain set of attitudes. Oh. Well, if that motivated you on this Friday, I hope it did. Um, we'll, we'll, we got to end the show on that because I got to, I, I want to cut that. That I think we should cut that for like just having and just posting at any given time, especially right now. So if you, obviously these are going to be a tough few weeks, uh, economically i know i know hospitality is getting hit i know restaurant yeah, business is getting hit um but just like just like we discussed you know there's there's going to be some some good that comes from it and hopefully it bounces back better than ever um because this is a time where where you got to find the positive and if, in in all situations in life there is positive to find so guys hi, thank you for listening to the first rebranded show of of now called Fueled by Why. Cameron, thank you for coming on, telling the story of Putt Tech, but also um, bringing in some motivational stories. Um, guys, if you guys have any questions uh, or if you want to go check out Putt Tech, Kobe in the in the thread here posted uh, www.putttech.com. Go check them out on Instagram. Go to the website. If you have any questions or, or have anybody that that maybe interested in, in, in doing business with Putt Tech, make sure to reach out uh, because it is all about about people. And if there's something that, that they can help with, they will. For sure. Um, or I'll send you the place they can. Exactly. Uh, if you have anybody who has an amazing story or is in the middle of a journey, please uh, message me, have them reach out to me so I can get them on the show. I'd love to, to interview anybody and anybody who just has uh, a journey that they've gone through, whether it be the the toughest, they've reached the lowest of lows, but also the highest high of highs, please reach out. Thank you to our, all our sponsors. Uh, thank you to Lister Pro Studio for producing an awesome show here at the new studio. Awesome. Uh, there's three other studios. We're gonna do one at the other studio for the next show. Guys, have a great weekend. Spend time with family. That's all we can really do until this blows over. Let's make the most of it. Make take them, care of the people local. Yeah, take care of the people local. Take care. Um, support local business, do anything you can to just kind of keep the community running um, and be positive. Yeah, let, let your kids know it's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. Fun, have fun. Play with them. Steal, Spend their, time with steal them. their phones. Steal their phones. That's what I do to mine. Steal my phone. 
Um, Still Andrew's phone. Exactly. I'm going to take it for the rest of the day. <laughs> Brittany, you're welcome. Uh, guys, you have a great weekend. Uh, make sure to subscribe on Apple. Listen to the podcast. It's going to be great. The next few months uh, hopefully are going to be even better. We're going to do some remote interviews uh, with some. It's only up from athletes. here. It is. Yeah, it is. It's only up from here. I'm super excited about rebranding it this way because it is about the why. It's not just how I built it about entrepreneurs. It's about anybody, anybody with the why. And hopefully we can motivate others to find their why as well. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you later. Thanks.